directors. And literally, when the beginning credits are up on the screen, just literally just not directed by Mick Garris. And it immediately three stars. Ha! Stupid. It was just verbal diarrhea just trickling out my mouth hole. Ugh. Silence is golden, bitch. Oh, I would love that. That's the best book I've ever written. Face ripping scene. Thumbs up. I am totally in. Shove those eels down this guy's throat. Uh, nothing says Monday night like a swig of gin from a cheap flask. <laughs> mm. Yummy. Yeah. Oh, every now like when, when I'm in my office, like when we're podcasting, I, I like to have my little flask candy, and I always forget that that's what's in it. It's not. It's not yummy cheap scotch. It's not yummy cheap gin. <laughs> uh, and that'll that'll couple well with my tasty glass of cheap wine. No, I I got this guy that I just refill with. That's my office bottle of Canadian uh, Hunter. Ugh. And then last night I. Which I don't. This will get into recently watched, but I was, you know, I was watching my movie that we talked about, and that's just for me. That is a drinking movie, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, drinking lap. Okay, <laughs> call her, call her a night. <laughs> oh, not me. Yeah. I mean, I do the same thing when I'm watching a movie I love, which we'll get into later. I just the, they start going back real easy. I, right? They that, do that shot. I'm like, oh, I love that shot. Sip. Yeah, sip, me sip, exactly sip. the same. I was doing the exact same thing. For a movie I love, but our movies are on the complete opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> yes. from last night. But it's the same, the same thing applies. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, drink. And then, like, all of a sudden it's 1030 and drink and lap. And I'm like, I'm old. <laughs> uh, I, so, yeah, well. Yeah. Anyway, I guess it's all fascinating. Riveting, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. We, riveting stuff for movie freaks. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about good stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, how's life? How's it going? Uh, good. I just, uh, literally, like, a half hour ago, I bought my ticket for the Slayer show. So uh, I'm like, yeah. Going with that uh, buddy of yours you were talking to? Yep, yep. Cool. Yep. Uh, mutual friend of the Nightlight. And uh, he messaged me on Facebook. He's like, you going to the Slayer Anthrax show? I'm like, uh, am if you are. <laughs> and boom. Nice. So pit tickets and uh, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, that's pretty huge. Yeah, that's a that is a stacked lineup there. Uh, I've only watched Lamb of God one time when they opened for Metallica. Uh, it was Lamb of God and Gojira, which Gojira, even them, I'm not sure if you follow. Yeah, I know who they are. They're man, they were really. I remember them. I at the time they were pretty no name, and now they're like kind of a big band, and they're really good for the kind of a. Would you consider them kind of groove metal? I'm not sure what you'd consider yeah, I'm them. Not ex- extremely familiar with their actual music, but I just know who they are. Okay, but so anyway, and that just gets me into like then I'm like, oh, what other concerts are coming up? I'm like, oh, uh, Mastodon and Primus. I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. I saw Mastodon uh, open for Clutch in the basement of a bar in North Carolina. Ah, see, that's awesome. I shit you not, it was amazing. <laughs> and now look, now they're like award winning, and they're a you know, yeah. and even Primus. I mean, they're how many times have we seen Primus? Five? Oh, <laughs> oh I've I've seen them I, at least. Two, maybe three that I can remember for sure. Oh, I think I've uh, seen them with you at least three times. Oh, probably. Grab me a pork soda or whatever they. I don't know what they're saying. My name is. Yeah, they're the. Yeah, they're the bass band. 
but yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I was going to suggest you come along, but I'm like, I have a feeling the answer would be no. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone to enough Mercy Slayer shows with you to be, a, be a, I've fulfilled my friend quota. <laughs> yeah, you have. You have. It's I mean, literally through the years. That's, that's kind of been your. And your honestly, the... the only time I really, really liked him, I think was the first time I watched him right after Diabolus and Musica. Oh, at the at, Nautica. Yeah, at Nautica. And that guy yeah. in the wheelchair went to the hospital and... Uh, oh, the guy... Because oh. <laughs> that was my favorite oh. album from them. And then we went and, you know, we were listening to it a whole bunch. And then we went and watched them. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that last time we went, that turned me off just because... Oh, man. And that was like one of my favorite times seeing them was that time at uh, the Agora. I mean, it was a fun time, but it, I, I know... That... <sighs> If yeah. it's too loud, you're too old. I know, I get it. But look, there comes a point where it's so loud, it was indistinguishable what they were doing. I didn't recognize one single song that night. Not one. I didn't, just, I didn't recognize one riff. It was just noise. Cause it was, <laughs> it was just a barrage of noise. I just could not, ugh. So. And I was in the pit and. No, oh, you were hammered. Oh. You were hammered. It was oh, your, oh, that was, oh, yeah. that was your birthday gift. Was it that, was, uh, yes. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Slay your freaks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, you? How about you? Pretty good? Yeah, not bad. Ran a bunch of errands. Didn't work today. Just ran a bunch of errands with the wife and ate dinner. And I'm not feeling the greatest today. I don't know what my deal is. Hope I'm not getting sick. Uh, it's Corbin's birthday, so that's fun. Wait, when's when is his birthday? Today. Oh, today. Oh, happy birthday, Corbin. Yeah. Big bad four years old. So I'm hoping the switch flips for him the way it did with Holden. Because two to four is a nightmare. But literally on his birthday, Holden got it figured out. It, and he is the greatest, nicest kid ever. Yeah. It's, and Corbin, eh, terrible threes are not easy with that kid. I mean, the screaming fits and yeah, you know the drill. You know, it's odd, like, Hudson is now starting to mellow a little bit, or just, like, kind of, you can communicate with him better, and it's, it's, it's getting better. Yeah. So, that's a good thing. Yep. Again, things that I'm sure that our movie-loving audience loves oh, to hear Oh, they're about. all like, skip, 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 until he says those magic words. <laughs> Let's dive in the ocean of cinema and find those gems in the rough. <laughs> Yep. And uh, this episode, it is Bad Day for the Cut up against the Open House, and you get to go first, sir. Okay. Open House. Uh, Netflix original plus one. That's a good thing, right? Uh, yeah, but um, I didn't hear any text from you, so I'm guessing it's a mediocre. Yeah. So, uh, right off the bat, I'm like, good production values, of course, and pretty solid acting. That Dylan Minette, I think. Think is how you pronounce his name. I, I've he was in Don't Breathe. Uh, he was, I think he was the kid in Let Me In. But he was in Let Me In. He was in Prisoners. So I, I can, I recognize him. Um, the story is simple to a fault. It was. It basically, it's a mom and her son move to this, uh, uh, this big house in the middle of nowhere after their after her husband is. Uh, killed in a car crash. Uh, and then strange goings on start to happen in the house. And is the house haunted or is there someone lurking in the house? And I was on board for the first half. I'm like, 
Okay, I'm uh, I'm on board with this. This is obviously it's not theatrical quality, but it's uh, definitely a step up from your typical Netflix nothing. And then from that point, it goes downhill really, really fast. Uh, the son starts getting upset with the mom. I'm going to be a little bit spoilery here, and says things like, "You know, I'm I hate you. I wish that you would have been the one that was killed in the car accident." I'm like, uh, and it's like. He was relatively level-headed through the movie. Um, and, and then that sort of, I'm like, okay, you don't, your character doesn't seem like you would all of a sudden turn into that big of a douchebag. Right. Uh, and, and from, and then it just, then it turns into kind of a stranger's movie, um, with kind of a stranger's ending that didn't work. At all. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I didn't care for much in Strangers either. Yeah. It's this, but it's not even remotely scary. Like, there's nothing scary about this movie. Uh, Strangers was legitimately scary. This is not scary at all, but it, like, first half family drama, second half Strangers light, smushed together. Nope. Not for me. I will give it some props for... uh, Decent acting in the beginning and uh, good production values, but... This is a prime example of they didn't know where to go with it, or that the the where they took the movie just it t- completely did not work. And they could have this could have been good, but they completely botched it. Completely botched it, which was which was unfortunate. Like if they would have really gone for the jugular in this, and instead of Stranger's Light, made it like okay, we're now it's now it's on. It wasn't that. It was just piddly little amounts of not much and then roll credit. It, no. So it's a Big. it's a horror movie for teenagers. Pretty much. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And e- yeah, it is. I was going to say even then it might not appeal to them, but eh, it probably would. I, I mean like 13, <laughs> 14, you know, the, the yeah. younger. Yeah, it's very, like it's TV mature and I'm like, really? I guess there's some swearing in it, I but... Hey, there are uh, sons hating moms and wishing them dead. That is hardcore. Oh, and, and just like, dude, like, who wrote that? Like, that doesn't fit their dynamic. Uh, yeah. Meh. Okay. So anyway, one and done. Well, you'll have another Netflix original horror movie coming your way here February 9th, whenever that is. That Ritual movie I just posted the trailer for before the show. Go check it out when we're done recording, because it looks... That looks really hardcore. Okay, over on my side, Bad Day for the Cut. A mild-mannered, middle-aged Irish farmer devoted to his mother embarks on a violent quest for revenge when she's murdered in a home invasion. Um, there you have it. That's the movie. <laughs> and I give this movie a thumbs up. It was it was totally enjoyable, definitely worth a watch. I don't know that it's something I'd be gung-ho to rewatch necessarily, because I kind of feel like the end... It didn't kind of petered a little bit just because you finally get to the reasons why uh, they they tease some reasons of some things. I'm not going to give away what, but when they get to the end of why these reasons were carried out, it's like, really? Like, that was your motivation? That was pretty flimsy at best, but okay. And by the then, the, by the time that you're like, huh, all right, the movie's over, and you're like, well, it was worth watching, some good kills in there, and it was in- interesting watching this simple guy go track down these people and kill them. Um, it was that, so I, that part was all enjoyable. It's just the the very climax, the very end of the movie is just sort of like, eh, ho hum. 
All right. Oh, what? But, Don't you hate that? I, I mean, I guess. And that's just me. And it, it really was just dialogue. It was the reason behind the reason. It was like, ah, what? Okay. I guess. I guess if you're still that pissed off about that all these years later, I... Alrighty. But whatever. There we go. That is the movie. I, I'm sure it'll strike home for somebody because somebody that happened to or, you know, but... It's definitely worth a watch, though. You know what I mean? I mean? From the first 20 minutes or so, I was like, oh, this is easy breezy roulette. No problem at all. It's interesting. It was shot very well. All the technicals were good. It's So, thumbs up. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. I, I, yeah. I don't think that you would hate yourself. You would. I don't think you'd be disappointed if you watched the movie. I think that you'd be like, all right, that was worth a, like a treadmill. Okay. Gotcha. Next round. Okay. First up for you is A Futile and Stupid Gesture, directed by David Wayne, which he is one of my favorite comedy directors. He made Wet Hot American Summer amongst... I haven't seen one movie that I did not like from him, but uh, this is basically the beginnings of National Lampoon's movie... Uh, their movie run, and it looks hilarious. I watched the trailer for it. I'm like, this looks good enough or this should have been... Uh, theatrical. Like, I'm actually a bit surprised it's not just because of the director, the cast, and the subject matter. I'm like, that looks like a good, like, theatrical comedy movie. So, um, I'm impressed that they, it's another Netflix original. Um, next up is, uh, Acts of Vengeance, starring Antonio Banderas. This is a lean, mean hour and 27 minutes. Uh, fast talking lawyer transforms his body and takes a vow of silence. Not to be broken until he finds out who killed his wife and daughter and has his revenge. And then it's going to be one hell of a wicked one-liner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then roll credits. Silence is golden, bitch. Yeah. Roll credits. Yep. <laughs> um, and then last but not least is a movie called Moon Guardian... Of the moon. And moon is M-U-N-E, guardian of the M-O-O-N. Uh, we had another uh, Manos something. situation on our hands. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> moon, the hands of moon. Um, well, when a fawn named moon becomes the guardian of the moon... Oh, I sound ridiculous saying this. <laughs> it's an animated science fiction movie, and it looks kind of cool. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, to see how many times you could say moon in that description. Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, it's, I'm starting to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Guy named Moon goes to the moon where he moons somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ugh, and for you, you I'm throwing two of the ones from last week back up because they were so good looking, I think. Message from the King was a Netflix original kind of a revenge thing. And Born Strong, a documentary. Lift uh, weightlifters. Yeah, lift waiters. Um, and <laughs> I replaced the one you picked with a serious man. And I threw this one on here because it is the Coen brothers. And... They don't make a lot of bad movies. With every aspect of his life unraveling, a Jewish physics professor seeks out three rabbis for spiritual guidance. Not normally the kind of thing that, you know, blows our skirts up, but it is the Coen brothers. Yep. There you go. Okay. Um, I think I am going to take, just because I've had a string of duds, it's time to get a pretty much a surefire going to be decent, and that's going to be the documentary. I'm going to take Born Strong, just because... I'm sure A Serious Man is probably good because, like you said, it's Coen Brothers, but I I just want a good B-minus movie. Yeah. Not, I guarantee I'm going to enjoy that to a to a certain extent, so I'm taking the easy route out this week. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. 
I'm going the opposite way, and I am taking Acts of Vengeance. Wow, now that surprises me. That was probably the one that I was expecting you to not take. I'm intrigued by that one. Antonio Banderas not speaking. Mm. And honestly, the last movie that I watched with him in it, granted it's a little bit of an older movie, but it's a near masterpiece, and that is the uh, skin I live in. Oh, yeah. That might be his last truly great movie. Maybe. Maybe. Because, I mean, I watched a roulette one with him that I did not like. Yeah. He did that Um, Automata, which was okay. Yeah, on your review, I never watched that one because, yeah, you were like, eh, it was okay. Yeah. But. Okay. Anyway. There you have it. Next week, it will be Acts of Vengeance up against Born Strong. And are you ready to move on to the rabbit trail? Kind of. Because I got a question for you before we get into what we planned. Did you see they're making a Doctor Sleep movie? I I read about that, I think, probably on social media. And who is Uh, directing it? Is that Mike Flanagan? Yes, it is. Oh, nice. If any, like, he should have got the gig. That's great choice. I agree. Is it going to be a theatrical release? I would imagine, because after it, yeah, everybody's, they're, they're hot to make yeah. more Stephen King yeah. stuff, I guess. Yeah. And for what it's worth, I mean, Mike Flanagan did a great job with Ouija 2, Origin of Evil, which I'm not sure if you've seen that yet, but that's a genuinely, like, legit good movie, and that was in the theaters, and... Do I need to see the first one? No, I don't, I've never seen the first one. Oh, okay. Because the first one got such awful reviews, and then this one got such positive reviews, and I picked it up on Blu-ray for dirt cheap. And that was, that would be considered a gem. That was, had some genuinely scary moments, well-made, Mike Flanagan movie. Like, guy's a good director. Well, all I know is that, might not be a fair comparison, because one is a full novel, and the other one's like a novella, I think. Wasn't uh, Gerald's Game a short story, or it was a, it wasn't a full-blown King thing, was it? No. Okay. What I was going to say is if he can grab the spirit of the book as well as he did with Gerald's game, this is going to be, this is going to rule. But I don't know that you can, once again, the problem with Stephen King, he writes such long books that you can't cram everything in. Then once you start taking things out, then things don't make sense or it gets weird. And that's why there's so many yeah. crappy Stephen King adaptations. And, uh, but I don't know. I, hey, I, I, if he does what he did with Gerald's game, I'm, in, I'm in. It seems like uh, him and boy, I can't pull names tonight. I'm so freaking tired. Um, <laughs> the guy that did The Walking Dead and and The Mist. Oh, Darabont. Yeah, it seems like Flanagan and Darabont are the only two that can successfully like really knock it out of the park. And I'm yeah. not counting The Shining because they deviated. Like that's I know, I know. so different. I, I, it's gonna be interesting. You think that uh, that they're gonna go off of Kubrick's? Because if they do. The book is, I mean, the, what's his name? The caretaker, or not the, the, uh, uh, Scatman. Yeah, I know he's still alive, but he, he, I don't remember him. He wasn't in it that much, was he? No, he wasn't in it that much, but he played a pretty big part in the beginning of Dr. Sleep. But I think you can get around that with somebody else. Yeah, probably. So I I think it would be cool if they would go off of, off of, uh, Kubrick's Shining, but who knows? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they will. I think that would be awesome. That would like be an official sequel to Kubrick's Shining. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be hard to do because that movie is so contained and yes, condensed. it is. Whereas this one is like a road trip movie for most of it. It is. I know. And well, well, now it's been a while since I read it. But, um, not, I want to say not witches. Was it kind a- of. Yeah. Soul sucking. Yeah. They're basically like ingesting people with Shining. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh man, it was so good. I oh, love such that a book. Good book. Yeah, that got me. That book actually got me back into Stephen King because of that novel. I went and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to read everything from him. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. uh, and I think obviously that ties in a bit to the Dark Tower because of Shining and yeah. all that good stuff. But uh, hey, oh yeah, by man, the that's... way, if I do a movie swap, I want Dark Tower. Oh, We're doing that gotcha. this okay. week, probably tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I've got actually I've got a pile out there, so I have to. I should make a note of it so I don't forget it, uh, because by the time this show is done, I'll be. Oh, there's not much of anything that's being retained in our brain structures. Oh no, no, this is. Uh, of course, my pen doesn't work. Okay, no. <laughs> I'll send you. It a may or may not I'll, be on I'll the send, pod- yeah. I'll send you a text. Um, okay. One of my friends online said, "I'm not interested in the sequel unless they bring what, what's his name, Danny Lloyd, out of retirement." <laughs> the kid. How that, cool would that be? Yeah. And I went so I went and did some Google image uh, searching and looked him up, and I'm like. Looks like the guy to me. Like, how cool would that be? <laughs> Playing an alcoholic, yeah, guy that's that's not like suppressing The Shining. Yeah. Oh, the- but wasn't there was there was a kid that he was protecting? I think. And um, well, there was a didn't, didn't the kid die or something? Or no, the kid almost got into his cocaine stash or something. The infant. Yeah, I, it, and, and that, I just that, yeah, that, I, that put him off. Like he took off after that. Yeah. The book was so good. And I remember that the, well, that's spoilery, but the, the hotel is gone and, oh, it's oh, such a it? great, I thought it was, oh yeah, in the, in the book. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he blew it up at the end of the book. Yeah. See, I never this, read the, the original. I only, uh, the only connection I have between the original story is that miniseries. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's a thing. Let's replace Jack Nicholson with a guy from Wings. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and instead of the axe, let's have a croquet mallet. It's a croquet mallet. Yes. Yeah. And Rebecca Dean de Mornay. I'm no, constantly that. checking that stupid thing in the basement. I got to keep checking the yeah. boiler or whatever. It's like, yeah. and fun. it's in the book. It's, it's, I get it. It's in the book, but it's, it's not scary. Yeah. Jack Nicholson throwing a little tennis ball against the wall, looking completely possessed by Satan. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 it is. <laughs> Oh, and the kid was so, that poor kid was so goofy looking too. I, I, the, in the miniseries, yes. <laughs> oh, that just it did not work yeah. on any level at all. And the hedge maze creature thing in the book, it is a good idea, but uh, I, I say the hedge maze. It's not a hedge. It's just hedge creatures in the book. Whereas the hedge maze in the movie is so much more effective to me. Like that is one book and movie that the movie is way better than the book. And I've read the book twice now, and I. I, I, the movie is better. I, I enjoy that movie better than King's novel. And it's still a good novel, but I, it's probably because I, I've, The Shining is such a part of my life. I've grown up with that movie. It's like, that is kind of the, that is The Shining, not right. King's book, which I know that's kind of, that's not accurate, but for me it is. <laughs> that's all right. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. It's just, it's a Kubrick yeah. movie for crying out loud. It is. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I would be all for a, a you know, a, a legit like another I would even be okay with another Shining remake or whatever uh, with you know a bigger budget not made for TV I mean and not directed by Mick Garris yes not directed by Mick Garris and literally when the beginning credits are up on the screen just literally just not directed by Mick Garris (laughs) immediately three stars (laughs) oh that's our Mick that's our Mick that's the guy he's directed a hell of a lot of Stephen King adaptations because Stephen King likes them because yes you know Stephen King's sitting on his shoulder going well what if what if what if we do this and Mick's like okay (laughs) action (laughs) 
It's like, come on, dude. Oh, he made the stand, and I didn't he make needful I, things. I was so disappointed by that. No, I, maybe he didn't. Um, but me, oh, I want to say Storm of the Century. He's made a bunch of the TV stuff. Yeah. He said a bunch of the TV stuff, no, and Storm of the Century was good them, though. I, I I remember so little of that, other than no, I don't. No. Oh, it was great. Gonna, the guy comes and he wants he gives them like two days to decide. They they either have to give one of their children, or he'll kill them all like lemmings into the ocean. Yes. Huh. <laughs> I, I watched it once on TV and I, man. Oh, that's, that's a great winter movie because they're obviously in Maine, but they're trapped by a blizzard. So it's, it's, that, that, I don't watch it every year because it is a miniseries. It takes a little longer, yeah. but it is, that was a good one. Starring now, the other that, guy from Wings. Of course. Oh, wow. I, I gotta see who directed Needful Things yeah. now. Do you think that, um, yeah, I completely see that's the kind of show this is right now, is I, whatever was in my brain, poof, gone. <laughs> Did I see what? You're going to ask me if I saw something. Um, oh, so I'm guessing because it is obviously a huge hit. Um, I, you know, I, I have to have some hope now that we might see a legit stand, uh, either movie or really big miniseries, which, I personally think they should go the miniseries route, uh, especially on a more of a like higher end cable channel. Heck, even Netflix. Give it to Netflix. They let them. <laughs> hey, if they're spending one hundred ten million dollars on Bright, why not? Yeah, like dump a whole bunch of money into that, and that'll do good. If it's done right, that would be fantastic. Give it a one season, because trust me, one season is. I could see it being like, you know, twelve episodes an hour each, at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love that. That's the best book I've ever written. I've, the, be, the best book I've ever written. What? Ladies and gentlemen, Thanks, Stephen Thanks King is on the show. Thanks for listening to Movie Freaks. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry I insulted your other works and your directing on the Shining miniseries was outstanding. That's okay. That's okay. That's uh, all is forgiven. Uh, Wait till you read my next book. Too, too bad you fell off the wagon, though, with the drinking again. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Um, now, now what the hell was I going to say? Yeah. Uh, oh, I keep hearing the, uh, the rumors about The Stand. They've been trying to do another thing of that somehow, some way, and all of those options have been kicked around. I've even heard yeah. they do a miniseries and then end with a big movie. There's, mm-hmm. But they were doing that with The Dark Tower, and then Dark Tower yeah. was what it was, and I think that The Stand got shelved a little bit. I, I, I mean, it... That mo- that movie has proven that you can take a thousand page plus novel and make it into into two movies. But well, the, I got to prob- even yes and no. I know I know where you're going with this, but yes and no because here's the problem, or here's why it works so well for it is that you've got that movie is two books, like it's the it kids and then it's the adults, so it's very easy to just split right there. Whereas yeah. you're in the middle of the stand, uh, or well. I guess that one would be easier because it's just so massive, but something like a needful things or whatever, you can't get into all the layers that were in that book because you just don't have time. Yeah. That book was so good. I love that book. Needful things. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, the stand, I, the only way I could see it doing justice would be a really, you know, all out mini series and, and keep it like the book where it's, it's pretty hardcore. I love that book, man. That's, and I actually, my favorite parts of that book were when the virus where the disease was taking over and the world was just straight up going to hell. That was the best part of the book for me. Yeah, it was very interesting stuff. I liked it yeah. just past that point. That's, that's what interests me the most about post-apocalyptic stuff because in our minds, every time we watch a post-apocalyptic movie, we made it. 
we're never the ones that died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. In all, all reality, we would be dead. So it would not matter to us. But in our f- fantasy minds, we're like, huh, how would I'm, I'm, how would I survive? And what would I do? And who would I, you know, yeah. How would I find whiskey next week? And <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, this that scene in the book with in the jail cell and Randall Flagg shows up and oh, that was so good. Man, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I was. I just wanted to get your opinion on that Mike Flanagan getting that job. I thought that was. I thought you. He like is. That. Yep. He's got tons of change with me. He's yet to make a movie that I straight up even thought was just meh mediocre. I almost every movie he's made is either good or great. So that's a great choice, I think. Well, hopefully he's the man for the job. Yep. Okay, let's get on to talking about our most anticipated movies of 2018. And we do these kinds of uh, shenanigans at this time of year. I'm With the Oscars around the corner, I'm sure we'll be doing our best of 2017 and Oscar predictions and all that jazz. We'll, we'll have to have Steven on for that because he, he is the man of the Oscars way more than I am at any rate. And so he can offer some better insight than I'll be able to. Um, boy, dude, I got a list of about 20 movies here. How do you want to do this? Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I was going to actually, before the show, I'm like, how are we going to do this? I just thought we'd have mo- just bullshit about it. <laughs> okay. Well, well, yeah, kick us off. Okay. Here's, here's what I kind of did. I highlighted the ones that I'm most looking forward to. So I'll talk about those last and I'll just kind of, how about, uh, honorable mentions? Cause I don't need to spend a lot of time on this cause everybody's either looking forward to these movies or they don't want to hear me talk about how I'm looking forward to them. Of course, I want to see all of the um, comic book movies. <clears throat> Black Panther, uh, Avengers Infinity War, Deadpool 2, and just going down my list. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Venom, and Dark Phoenix. And I think out of all of those I'm looking for, I might be looking forward to Venom about the most. Well, no, that, that Black Panther movie that's coming out is going to rule. You know that, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That looks amazing. Uh, but this Venom movie, I'm, I should say I'm most curious about. Because of Tom Hardy. And this dude does not, just doesn't seem to pick bad movies. Everything he's in is fucking great. You know what I mean? Or or at least he's great in it. So, him being the title character of a comic book movie, I'm, uh, I just can't wait to see what that looks like. And I'm sure he'll knock it out of the park when God knows what kind of voice he's going to do this time, and he's once yeah. again going to have his face <laughs> covered up, but he's probably, maybe he'll be proper British this time. <laughs> hello, governor, or something. Yeah, hello. <laughs> no, he's playing Eddie Brock, so that's a new, I think that's a New Yorker, so. <laughs> okay, oh, which I'm not going to butcher Yeah, what if New he has Yorkers a thick New York yeah. accent? <laughs> yeah. He's a great actor, though, man. I got, I, I, I think I would probably agree with you there. I can't wait for Venom, and I, I'm getting a little bit burned out of superhero movies. And by a little bit, I mean I'll watch all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like some of them are like, ah, that might wait until Blu-ray, streaming, whatever. But uh, Venom, I could see that being a uh, a trip to the theater. Same with Black Panther, man. That looks so good. They all do. I don't know which one I'd actually see in theater, though. I, just me and theater experiences. And I hate having movies that I know I'm going to love burned that... Every yeah. time I go watch them, I'm like, oh, remember this amazing part? Well, this is... You know where I really got shot on this shit? Is that first Planet of the Apes remake um, of this last trilogy. Yeah. What, I, Dawn, War, whatever the, yeah. hell the title was. Wait, is it the first one or second one? The very first one with okay. James Franco. Okay, Dawn. I, th- I believe that was Dawn. Okay. Good movie. 
Like, yeah, really good. Movie. I was really into it. I'm not a huge fan of the Apes movies, really, in general, but I was really digging that movie. And since I'm not super fan of the Apes movies, I sh- I can't believe I didn't see the moment coming. I should have known oh, it was coming. Oh, I know this. Yep. I should have known it was coming, but I did not see it coming. And there is that moment where there's a pause of quiet, and then that thing happens. And everybody in the theater goes, <gasps> and some little fucking teenager five rows down was like, ha, stupid. I will never, ever forget that. And every time I, like that, right in that moment, the movie, I was so yeah. mad, I wanted to punch that guy in the face. And I, I, now every time I watch that movie, that's, every time that happens, I think about it. And so that's why some of these movies, I don't want to have some little punk ruin them for me. I know that that's stupid and I should get that out of my head, but whatever. Uh, okay, along with the comic book stuff, we're gonna throw in there the tent poly stuff that everybody's gonna go see, like Solo and Jurassic World 2. Yeah. Um, they, they're just, I, I can't wait to see what this solo movie is going to look like. Why don't we have a trailer? It comes out in less than four months. I know. Maybe they're just not wanting people to be burned out on Star Wars yet. Uh, seriously. Yeah, because, you know, I, from what I hear, you know, people are online are like, oh, they're not showing the trailer because it's going to suck. That doesn't make any sense. No, or they're actually waiting for, to get the anticipation, anticipation growing and, there was just a Star Wars movie. Let's just give it a little bit of breathing room. I think it's... Uh, I cannot imagine the movie's not going to be good. But, oh, it's going to be awful because, you know, Ron Howard took over and it's a train wreck and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it, Ron Howard took it over. It's going to be fine. It'll be It fine. may not be fantastic, but it's going to be a fun Star Wars movie, I would imagine. Right? I mean... Yeah, I, I would guess. I'm a little less interested in some of these um, anthology movies than I am... Just other new Star Wars stuff, you know? Yeah. Because I haven't, I've read so many of the books and whatever. I kind of know what they're going to do with this solo movie. But uh, I forgot to throw in Aquaman and uh, Bumblebee on that comic book list. Wow, man, there's a ton. Yep. And, and Incredibles 2, I kind of consider that a superhero movie. movie yes. Um, that was one of my highlighted ones. Yeah. I just watched The Incredibles with the boys this week. Um, nice. Nice. I, that's my favorite Pixar, easily, hands Still down. Still holds up, yeah. I love that movie to death. Yep. That, I think that hits all the right notes to where it doesn't get too schmaltzy and like, they're trying to make you cry, which is a problem I have with some Pixar movies. I'm like, ease up on the overly emotional stuff to where you're, you know, we've got to make everybody cry. We have to. That's our goal. It's like. Will you ever watch Up again? No, never. I've watched it once in the theater. I, eh, I'd I be within 10 minutes I'd never watch this again. <laughs> yeah. Like, come I totally on, agree you, with you. Yeah. I, g- give me more of the uh, How to Train Your Dragon and Shrek and whatever. I, and even like the like the Incredibles. That's a great example of a fantastic animated movie, superhero-ish movie without – okay, where, where, where can we put in the parts where you're going to make your soul just drop right out of your ass? I don't like that. Don't do that. Uh, you do like it, but in horror movies, not in my my family yes. friendly stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> don't cross the streams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah. looking over my list here. Red Sparrow, Ready Player One. Those both look interesting to me. Ready Player One more so, I think. Yeah. Because Red Sparrow is basically just a Black Widow movie without Black Widow. Looking forward to the Predator. Well, let me go down my honorable mentions here real okay. quick. All right. We had some inter- in- interesting information on this project uh, coming out today. Cloverfield 3 and Cloverfield 4 
which we're getting oh. two movies of Cloverfield this year, supposedly. One's a World War II movie. This information just dropped today. What? That's not the God Particle movie that's coming next. I don't, they're two different movies. There's a, there's a, two surprise Cloverfield movie, Cloververse movies coming out this year. And so the God Particle, that is a Cloverfield movie, yes? Yes. Okay. And it might be going to Netflix. Wow. It's, it's, it's really weird. I don't know. That's odd, especially because the, the other two movies have did really good at the box office. I mean, the last one was a great movie. 10 Cloverfield Lane? But look at the list of what we got this year, and you know that I only wrote down 10% of what's coming out this year. I mean, where yeah. are you going to find yourself a date to, you know, I don't know, a lot of things go into that. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. It's a Mission Impossible movie. I'm yep. going to see it. Yep. I, I like Me all too. of them. And the only other honorable mention one I have is um, Live Action Mulan. I think that's a really interesting concept, and I look forward to seeing that. The yep. Part, that's the next one in the Disney lineup of we're live-actioning all of our animated films. Yeah, i definitely see that one. So, like, Sicario, I, I, I really enjoyed the first Sicario. I'm, I'm, I think I'm more curious about the sequel than I can't wait for it, because uh, it just seemed like a movie that didn't really need a sequel, but Benicio Del Toro is in it, and while I know that, that the... Um, um, Villeneuve is not directing this one. It's still, it's like, okay, if they can still keep the tone of the first one, it's, that should be pretty good. I thought the first one was great. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Who knows? Yeah. Ocean's 8, are you looking forward to that uh, one? Uh, that's that's a library borrow right there. Um, okay, these are the ones that I'm really looking forward to this year. Okay. Annihilation. I'm just going to go as, in order of a uh, date. That's the next one that I'm really looking forward to. Have you... Watch the trailer for this one. This is um, Natalie Portman. No, oh, um, that looks fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to see that one. Directed by the guy that did Ex Machina. So, yep. um, big thumbs up there. That would be on my list as well. A Quiet Place. Did you see this one? It's a horror movie with uh, John Krasinski from The Office. No, I have not. Oh, you need to check this one out. He's got his family and Naomi Watts. He's got his family in a cabin in the woods. And all the time they are being 100% silent. Because if they make any noise, then suddenly their cabin gets attacked by these giant creatures or something. I don't know what it is. They didn't tell you in the trailer, but it looks like it has real potential. What uh, studio? Do you know what studio is putting that out? Is that A24? I don't think so. Uh, but I will look here. Hold on a sec. A Quiet Place. Oh, it's directed by John Krasinski, too. That's, That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Production company, Paramount Pictures, Platinum Dunes. Okay. There you go. You definitely want to check out that trailer. That's okay. right up your alley. Yep, I have not seen the trailer for that. Oh, maybe if you would uh, go to facebook.com slash moviefreakspod and uh, like our page, <laughs> then maybe you would see some of these things. <laughs> uh, oh, that's... <laughs> next up, Super Troopers 2. If ever there... there I, I've... Do not go to the theater for comedies, except for a couple of people, and Broken Lizard is one of them. I'd try to support them. Little engines I could. But Super Troopers is amazing. I've watched that movie so more times than I can count. I, I can't wait to see the sequel. Uh, Incredibles 2, we already mentioned. Alita, Battle Angel. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I, that one there I watched the preview for. Looks okay. I don't think that that would be one that I would have to go out to the theater to see. I might do oh. a dollar theater on that one. It's Robert Rodriguez, so I want to... Yeah. Give Support the man. Yep. 
And lastly, and pretty high up on my list, The Predator. I want okay. to see that movie. Yeah, That's, me too. Anytime you're giving me more aliens and more predators, I'm I'm usually pretty happy to throw down my hard-earned money for you. Uh, what about you? Anything else we missed? Uh, not really. Um, you know, I mean, we covered the big ones. Uh, and what's weird is that there's so many uh, little movies that come out that you don't really know about that kind of, you know, squeak through and kind of get some popularity, like kind of at the last minute. Uh, the Witch is a great example. That was just that kind of this little movie that came out and then was my favorite movie of the year, Under the Skin. Um so it's like, I, I know that there's going to be some movies that I am not expecting that are going to, going to come out that I'm like, wow, that's, that's the best movie of the year for me. Yeah. Uh, even Mother, like, I, I did not expect Mother to end up, you know, me loving that movie as much as I did. Or even Get, Get Out, it's another prime example. That one there, I, I mean, in a million years, I would have not said that's going to be anything that I'm going to remotely be interested in watching in the theater. And then, it's it's one of the best movies of the year for me. So you you just never know. But for the big ones, we covered all the big the biggies. Those are, I'm right there with you. I'm a bit interested in the Grinch CGI animated movie just because my wife and I quite enjoy the original cartoon, and we even like the Jim Carrey one. Uh, I just I like that story, and it's kind of one of our yearly tradi- traditions. So I'm I'm I could see. Well, no, I'm not going to see that in the theater, but <laughs> but. I, I believe that Benedict Cumberbatch is voicing the Grinch, which I think that's a pretty good choice. Um, eh, so, eh, you know, it's one that I'll watch in a year from now. Next Christmas, probably. Cool. I don't know so. anything about that project. Yeah, it, it, I think it's it's time. Like, the Jim Carrey one came out a long time ago, and uh, like and it wasn't very well re- well received, although I do enjoy it. Uh, it was? So I, I thought people liked it. Huh. it did, the critics didn't much care for it. It did fantastic. I mean, the movie made it raked in the dough but the the critics didn't much care for it and i mean it is a bit overwhelming watching it but i always find the funny parts in it funny and the special effects are pretty cool and my wife really likes it it's we watch it every year so all right so all right anything else you're looking forward to in 2018 i was uh, uh, there was actually going to be another comic book movie but it got bumped to 2019 that new mutants that's like a horror oh, movie. Oh, yeah. So that got bumped, didn't it? Yeah, because they wanted to make it scarier. They said it's... They want it to be... Or did they say it's going to be really pushing the limits of PG-13. The only reason I thought of it was because you mentioned um, The Witch and that the girl from The Witch is in... You know, oh, okay. Movies. If that's the case, maybe just make it R-rated because I... Logan proved to be a big success. Uh, yeah. Deadpool... Embrace that, but I guess it's teenagers in it, right? Like the, the new, okay, so that's why. What? Where? Why? Why is that why? Well, I just figured it's teenagers, so therefore you're going to get your teenage crowd in there, and let's keep it PG-13 so that we can get the teenage crowd in there. But yeah, okay. Because I was just thinking about it. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's kids. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, you know that is surprising though. Like, that was a huge hit. These movies are big hits. Like, go for it if you're gonna. Almost go for it. Just, just go for it. That's the title of the show right there. <laughs> um, I wish that there was some way to chart some sort of analytic that you could see when teenagers buy tickets for other movies and then go into the movie they actually want to see. You know, that whole game. Yes. Like, yes. I wonder how much, because, you know, it, it, if teenagers did that, it doesn't see any of that money. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I know. I 
I, I would write down what you said, but I, I was baffled by it, so I don't oh, even remember I, it what was, it was. It was just verbal diarrhea, just just trickling out my mouth hole. It's, ugh. It was, it was I mean, as I was singing, I'm like, this is not coming out the way. <laughs> Uh, Eugene takes a shot, then starts talking, and inside, little Luke Skywalker on his shoulder goes, this is not going to go the way you think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, well, (laughs) uh, you ready to move on to Recently Watched? Yes. Lead the way, sir. Okay, first up, uh, I'm going to talk about the movie of the week for me, since... uh, which is interesting since last week, because I was expecting the movie of the week for me to be Logan. I couldn't wait to talk about Logan, because I watched that on on uh, Blu-ray. Uh, and then along comes this little movie called A Cure for Wellness, which I know that you watched. Oh, and boy, I, I want to discuss that. that movie with you and uh, get your opinions on it, because we, we went back and forth just a little bit through text. So I kind of know where you're standing on that, but... I want to hear a little bit more about it. This is the Gore Verbinski directed movie from, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I, I never, I never really considered watching it because of the bloated runtime, and it looked, I hate to say artsy fartsy, and because I, you know, I, I like artsy movies, but it just didn't look like something that I was going to really, really go for. And then I got the uh, at uh, the local family video, I bought the Voodoo code for. Uh, two bucks, something like that. I'm like, I needed something to, something to make something else free. However, they do things. So I'm like, okay, well, a cure for wellness. I'll at least have that in my uh, in my voodoo. You can maybe test it out for me and let me know. Well, I, for some reason, I'm like, you know, I, let's just see what it's like. And if I don't like it, again, two bucks, and I don't have to ever. I don't have to finish it. So I started it. And immediately I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is beautifully, beautifully shot. And I'm immediately, I'm, Im- oh, wow. I'm immediately, good <laughs> God. <laughs> Go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember I, I looked up because of the beginning of the movie. I'm like, this looks like a pretty big budget movie. So I, I clicked on IMDb. I'm like $40 million. Okay. That's. A big budget movie. So what? Honestly, like you think isn't forty it? is a mid tier, and the, those movies they uh, I've been seeing lots of reports, people talking about this lately, but they're just not doing a lot of those movies anymore. They're either giant tent poles or your tiny little get outs. You know. Okay. Yeah. Because so this so those legit mid tier movies that used to make the bulk of Hollywood money are going away. I'm shocked that that was only forty million dollars. No kidding. I mean, that was a big production. Like, yeah. Uh, I loved the movie. The, and the more I thought about the movie, uh, it, it, it is too long. The movie is a good 20 minutes too long. Having said that, I was, th- this is another one of those movies where I was thinking about this for several days and just how, how it wraps up and it makes certain things throughout the movie make more sense. Um, and all, it makes it all the creepier. Uh, basically this, this young up and coming, uh, executive, he has to go to this, Huge castle in the, uh, I want to say it's the Swiss Alps. Yes, to, I believe so. Yeah, yeah to, to get the CEO of this company to come back with him to sign away the business. And um, it's kind of the, that's the MacGuffin to get him to this big castle. And once there, you kind of know what's going to happen. Immediately things are, like everybody looks too happy and it's too 
squeaky clean and it's one of those immediately it's it's too it's so cozy that it's creepy if that makes sense like you know all the older people sitting around in the, out in the yard and they're all playing their games and whatever but i'm like this just feels off and it very much is and then as the movie unspools you find out what's really going on there which is oh, good god, god please tell me huh <laughs> Wow. I mean, that, it got, it, I, I like and appreciate the fact that the movie really went there. Uh, the ending, this is on the flip side of the roulette that I had. This movie could have been ruined by a meh ending, but the ending so went for it that it made everything. I'm like, oh, this now all clicks together. This is so cool. Um, that's the horror in poor guy in me, you know, got a kind of a hammer esque type feel going on with the gothic. Uh, Alps Mansion and the, you know, crazy mad scientist guy and the experiments and, oh, it's so cool. I'm just trying not to interrupt. Um, <laughs> go for it. No, I'm, no, I'm, I agree with everything. Well, I agree with most of what you said, except the parts about everything making sense and then discovering things at the end that make other things make more sense. I had way more questions coming out of this than I did Atomic Blonde, which you had. We talked about oh, last yeah. week that you, yeah. you had a harder time following than me. If, now, granted, this is kind of a mystery. Long, well, we're getting into full spoilers, by the way. If you yes. want to know my thoughts about this movie, then or the questions I had, then we're going to have to spoil it. So, if you haven't seen A Cure for Wellness, now is your time to see it, or maybe not if you don't want to. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I do overall give the movie a passing thumbs up, but I still. There were parts of this movie that just baffled me, and when you told me they could cut 20 minutes out, I was like, oh, he might be being a bit excessive, because 20 minutes is a big chunk of time for to cut out a movie. You know, a lot of times we say, you'd be amazed how hard it is to cut that much out of a film. Yeah. You could cut 20 minutes out of this movie. There were scenes that did nothing and went nowhere and had no purpose at all. And it was like, why did we just derail the whole movie for the scene where... They ride the bike down to the townspeople and he makes a phone call to the, like, we didn't need any of that information. We didn't need anything that happened there. And that was a, a five, seven minute scene. It was like, yeah, we got the point across that, um, the whole point of that had to be just for him to make that phone call so that he realized they didn't call his company for him. And it's like, we already assumed that. Not, At least not just that, not just that, but <clears throat> the scene where he's talking to the uh, butcher um, that, and then we have that, the, is it the, a deer or there's something that they, he, the a, dead animal he slices open, then this fetus drops out. Wasn't that a that, different, I thought that was a different time he went down there. Well, that was, I thought when he was down there with the girl. Was he? I thought so. Cause that whole scene, like okay. that's where the girl. I, I, you're right. I take it back. I, if that, if, if that was then, then yes, you're right. Yeah. But and still, on top of that, it's just like, I thought that she's dancing and I'm like, Come on! Like, we don't yeah. need all of that. It could have just been... But it's Gore Verbinski. Yeah. Every movie... That Lone Ranger movie, you could have cut 30 minutes out of that movie easily. Oh, easily. And it would have been yes. great for it, because the 30 minutes that was in there, it feels like deleted scenes. There are so many times I'm watching his movies, and it's like, this feels like it should have been deleted scene on the disc. And just get yeah. us going. Because yeah. it being a mystery... You know, you gotta, you gotta be confused for at least half of it where you're, cause your main character is confused. Well, I don't know what's going on. He's there to solve the mystery. So you gotta be as well. Okay. I get it. But after having the same things happen over and over and over and over and over, it's like, we get it. Like, yeah. uh, I do agree there. The stuff you're I... talking about, you didn't need to repeat it five times. You didn't need to yeah. go over and over and over and over. Now, when we get to the end and we actually start discovering a little more things or the sinister nature of some of the people starts coming out. 
and he says things and we're just supposed to take it as it makes sense. And there's see, and I'm just like, it still doesn't make sense. Um, the scene where he goes to the dinner room and tells all of the patients what's going on here, kind of. And then they all stand up like zombies and walk over to him and just, I thought they were going to full on perfume story of a murderer him. <laughs> that, I was like, Oh, this is going to rule. But instead they just kind of pawed at him and touched him a little bit. And then we moved to the next scene. And I was like, what the flying fuck was that all about? Like, so he has mind control over these people now. No, I don't think, no, how does that I, just, work? I mean, well, uh, real quick, going back to when they were in the town, another reason why, why that town scene I think was important was, the girl gets her period after that. And that ties in with the end of this movie and what this sinister doctor had planned with all along. I understand why that, but why does that make her have her period? I don't know. Just, um, she's she's excited. (laughs) Because periods (laughs) don't just start like that. It's not the way it works. I don't think. Yeah. That that was never explained, but I assumed the dancing maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Don't dance, girls, because that leads to periods. Yes. And and then it's all downhill from there with the mad scientists. And and, um, the the putting the snakes or the eels inside of them, why does that give him a power over them? Okay, well, the eels, the eels going inside of him, basically they, that gives off some sort of an elixir that he puts in these little blue bottles. That makes him live forever. Yeah, it makes him live forever. So the eels basically are depleting people's bodies and making them dry up and die and giving him more. So the whole master plan is this mad scientist guy. I understand all that. What I don't understand is why does that give him power to control their minds? I'm, I, I just assume that the experiments that he's doing on them and even the, the eels have this, you know, adverse effect on them. Um, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I just went with it. I thought it was goofy and weird. Not goofy. I just thought it was just so bizarre or weird that I'm like, I am totally in. Shove those eels down this guy's throat. <laughs> I agree. And that, like, the the core parts of that stuff was great. Why Just be simple and do that. But yeah. they just had those couple scenes in there where it's like, they all zombie towards the guy, apparently under his mind control or something. Yeah. I and just, I, was, I, I was like, like, I yeah. can't make the connections here. Yeah. I just, I think it was because that was, it was depleting their, their life force or whatever you could say. Uh, That's how I interpreted it. It, I could be way off base, but that's, they all acted a bit weird. So I'm like, well, I think that that's why they're acting like that. And then even the cop in town, like he has a little vial there too. So I'm like, ah, he's part of the whole deal. Now my, I, I had a big question about the end actually is, uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be the same question I had. <laughs> when it's yeah, when it's all said and done, and he's riding away on the bike with you know girl in tow, and he looks at the camera and gives off this crazy I'm insane smile, like okay, so that could be he is now the next mad scientist guy. He, he could be maybe, or he's haha, I got away, I'm free, but he had all his teeth. Versus you know the one tooth got drilled. It was. One, I, what, there's one more option. I thought you were going to make the same leap I did. Are they trying to, in some way, say that he, the Baron won and took his face, and the Baron is yes. riding away? That's yes. what I was thinking. That was but the then other I was like, too. how how would that have how would that have happened? Because 
we never saw anything alluding to a mysterious death or yeah. something like that. And Lord yeah. knows they would have had the time to put something a little bit like that in if they would have wanted to and cut something else out. Oh, yes, uh, they but, would have. <laughs> but I thought I thought that that ending added to the, the whole creepy atmosphere, the whole atmosphere of it, and just I'm like, oh, that's a weird, odd ending, and I, I it I worked for me. The whole movie worked for me because my expectations were so low, and then I it came you know I came out of it thinking, wow, like big budget ballsy weird movie like this is one that i'm surprised got greenlit for 40 million dollars like this is not your typical movie that you know night out at the cineplex this is not that yeah and there were other there were other things i thought that were just strange choices like when he was in the when he was in the water tank thing and the eels were around him and then he almost is like then he like drowns then all of a sudden they just kind of cut to another scene and pull him out and he's okay i'm like we just saw him drown like all the way drown what in the world like it wasn't even close ah just and the i so we're all of the we're no no okay wait i was gonna say we're all of the nurses and stuff in on it i think so yeah i think uh well i think that they all knew that there was something sinister going on but like his master plan i don't know that master plan was so twisted I don't know, man. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, again, uh, this movie would not have worked near nearly as well for me if it wouldn't have ended like it did and went there. Because, again, I go back to the big budget movie that kind of like Mother. Like, wow, okay, we're doing that. All right. Oh, I was cool with all of that. Once we got to the... Mad scientist. The, the full basement thing there, I was like, that's great. I hate... I really get annoyed at movies when they're like... Oh, he thinks it's a conspiracy. He's just being crazy. And the guy's like, I'm not being crazy. Quit it. And then we have to do that loop three or four times. Till and we like, did. Yep. Well, I'm is right he crazy or not? Let's get on with it. Yeah. You know, make up your mind. But they, yeah. Yeah, once they finally did, it was like good. And the guy that plays the bad guy in this movie is such a great actor. Jason Isaacs. Yeah, he is. He And he did his role perfectly. And that was because it was written the way that it should be written when you're doing this kind of thing. He should not be in there acting all devious and stuff. If you notice, every time that he went to confront the guy, he was always like, whoa, easy, yeah. like, come on. And then he would have some very calm, rational... Mm-hmm. Loved it. Like, yeah. that's how it should be. That's true villainy, yeah. you know, instead of yeah. somebody who would be abrasive, I guess. Yeah. You know, and now that you you had brought up the, did you think the staff was in on it, the whole wedding scene, I, now that I think about it, I'm Oh, assuming, yeah, they would have so had to I'm, been. Then they, yeah, they would have had to been. But when this guy puts the pieces of the puzzle together or sees that picture of, you know, the bandaged guy and the little girl. And, and then I'm like, Oh, wow. I made that leap early on when they, they pointed out the bandage, the bandage guy kind of came across frame, like the very first time when he first got to the sanitarium or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that guy is going to mean something. And maybe he's the son of the Baron or something like that. But instead they went all the way with it, which I was like, oh, that's cool. I just, yeah. we didn't need to take, that much longer yeah. time of mystery to get there. We could have got there a lot quicker. Yes, we yeah, and and that's my only gripe about the movie is that I acting was stellar, the uh, production value, everything about it was so so good. I actually would be very curious to see what uh, our buddy Steve thinks of this movie because this seems mm-hmm. like a movie that he could probably get into, um, and our other listeners as well. It's uh, <laughs> this is this is the movie freak, so we're you're all welcome. Chime yep. in. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't see movies like this every day, so I'll give it you props don't. for that. And yeah. I, uh, what was I going to say? I was surprised right off the bat because from the trailers, I thought this was an old timey movie. And I know, me it's too. It's not. It's modern set. And then yeah. you know, you, once you get into the bulk of it, it starts feeling like an old timey movie because of the location, which was beautiful. Yeah. 
Yep, it was. Now, um, pause. My wife needs me real quick, so. It's fine. It's all good. Bear with me just one second. Okay. No problem. Take a break. Guess I could get some more things off the list while Eugene's gone <clears throat> that he's not going to care about. I rewatched uh, Teen Titans The Judas Contract. I also rewatched the Son of Batman trilogy, which is Son of Batman, Batman versus Robin and Bad Blood. And as per usual, I enjoyed these movies more the second watches than I did the first time. They're all quite enjoyable movies, and I recommend them highly. What else? Um, oh, I also rewatched the Family Guy <clears throat> trilogy of Star Wars spoofs, Blue Harvest, something, something, something Dark Side, and It's a Trap. And yep, they're all good. They're all good. They're funny. Even if they uh, get a little weird sometimes, it's still pretty amusing. Yes, where were we? A cure for wellness? Did we wrap that up? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do want to say, I mean, I did give the movie a thumbs up because it does something different. I enjoyed that. But overall, yeah, Blu-ray is on its way to your house, or will be soon. Yay! <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I watched your on Vudu. <laughs> that's, oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I gotta that's... stand up. I gotta take my game out of the PlayStation. I gotta put the Blu-ray in, you know. It's, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Damn you physical media. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's talk Blade Runner 2049. We haven't talked okay. about that yet. Finally got around to checking this one out, one of my most anticipated of last year. And I think, um, much like the original Blade Runner, I'm going to have to watch it a couple of times to fully come down how I feel about it or, and really be able to lay my thoughts out in a thought-out manner instead of just, you know, the one trip it's so much to digest. Yeah. I obviously, I, it's Blade Runner. I'm going to like it. It was, I definitely liked the movie, no doubt, but <clears throat> it's going it, to, there's a lot to swallow there. And the, I think the biggest part that I, I kind of was having a hard time with was, again, we're going to get into spoilers on this movie because you just can't talk about this movie and it's been out long enough, um, was the revelation that he is not the child, I think was kind of the big thing of the, the climax. Yeah. And I didn't really want that for most of the movie. I didn't really want him to be. And then by the time I got to that point, I really wanted him to be. And then he wasn't, which is a credit to Denny, Denny's directing no, no. and the, yeah. the writing. It was, uh, that was great. Uh, and I, after thinking on it for a few days, I was able to piece together what they, why it was that way. Because when I was done with the movie, I was like, wait, why that person? That's random. And then, you know, after thinking about it for a few days, it's like, oh, I see what's going on here. I see how the plot all works together. Uh, but I'm looking forward to watching it again, and I'll tell you what, for a nearly three-hour movie, boy, that was a, an easy breezy watch for me because it's so beautiful. And I'll be really disappointed if Roger Deakins doesn't win uh, an Oscar this year. I think so, too. I would agree. Uh, from my theater experience, uh, which was fine, I was a bit squirmy. I'm like, okay, let's... Let's get on with it. But I think that upon a rewatch, and I, it was a great movie, but upon rewatch at home here, I think that I'm going to like it. Um, it's obviously, it's not going to have quite the same experience as seeing it in the XD uh, screen here, but where I can break it up a little bit, maybe, you know, take a little break from it. Uh, it'll play better for me, but I still, it was good. I still prefer the original, but I've only watched this one one time. 
yep, same here. I think it'll grow on me. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, watching this, uh, watching a nearly three-hour movie in the theater, especially a big XD showing, that means you are at three and a half hours because you have all those trailers and all exactly. that bullshit to go through. And we watched it opening weekend, so I wasn't sure if it was going to be packed, so we got there early. It, it was a long, long evening. And I believe that was even like on a Friday night, which means I was working that day. So it was... I just remember being very tired, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm looking forward to a rewatches in order for that movie. I really, uh, I want to think. I'm talk about the uh, special, some of the special effects in there. I thought were a jaw dropping, and not even the kind of stuff that you would normally associate with being a special effect in a sci-fi movie. I'm talking about stuff like uh, the scene where he goes to the whatever replaced the Tyrell Corporation, and he's looking for. Uh, a, a record, and they go down this records hall kind of thing. The room is so massive and expansive. It's like, I don't even know where you would find a location to shoot that. Like, that doesn't exist. So, clearly they had these files that were real, and then, you know, the rest of the area was all CGI'd in, but it was just married together so well that it just worked flawlessly. Yeah. Credit to Denny Villeneuve. He, that guy is a fantastic director. Yeah, he's going to make Dune next. He turned down wow. Bond to make Dune. <laughs> really? Now, that's interesting. I would have liked to see his take on a James Bond movie. I'd like to see that, too, but I'd rather see him do a science fiction movie like Dune. Yeah. Apparently, he loves that movie and the book and is dying to do it and has been in post or been in post, been in pre-production on it. And then they offered him Bond and he was like, hate to do it, but I got to turn it down because I'd rather do this. This is more of a passion project. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. Good on him. And I know that, that uh, Blade Runner 2049 didn't like set the box office uh, on fire, but. Oh, it bombed. Uh, <laughs> but, but everybody, like the critics and everybody seemed to love the movie. Like it was generally across the board really well liked. So, you know, I wonder, does it, is it still considered like, oh, that was a big massive flop or is it a, hey, it's still, it's still going to turn a profit eventually and it's, Critical, you know, critically acclaimed movie and people seem to really like it. I, I wonder how that works. Like, it's not, it wasn't like a huge flop that no one liked. That, those seem to stick out more than the ones that, you know, should have done better, but boy, everybody seemed to really like it. Well, I mean, I'm trying to look up the numbers here. It did really poorly. I thought, I thought it only did like 40 million domestic, but now I'm looking at 260. That must be worldwide. There's no way it did that much in the, at the American box office. Okay, it did 92 domestic and 167 foreign for 260. But that was a $150 million movie. Ooh. So, you know what I'm saying? That's I guess it's not as bad as I thought, but that's still pretty low. But, you know, hey, the original Blade Runner was a, uh, it, a critical and box office failure. Failure. So yeah, and now look, <laughs> maybe in maybe in thirty years we can get a third one. <laughs> yeah, because I'm guessing that we're we probably shouldn't be holding our breath for another Blade Runner movie anytime soon. P- probably not. Yeah, but anyway, I thought they took the story in a really interesting way. You know. Yeah, so. but still kept it within that Blade Runner world. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. All right. Well, cool. There you go. Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Uh, next up for me, I don't want to spend too much time on this because you've already talked about it, but uh, I want to just. Touch a little bit on Logan. Uh, finally, finally got around to watching this. Was your this first watch? Yeah, I thought you was watched first it. Before. No, uh, and I'm happy to report that I quite enjoyed it. I think that you probably liked it a little bit more than I did. 
Uh, everybody's saying, yeah, it it's a gut punch and it's so emotional and like, eh, not really for me, but. Oh, wow. This, uh, it, I mean, it is to a certain extent, but I, I don't know. I, he was just such a grumpy asshole through the whole movie. I'm like, oh, you're grumpy. You're grumpy. <laughs> like, be happy drunk, not grouchy drunk. <laughs> well, he was dying. He was being poisoned. I know, I know. Uh, it, it was, you know, I, it, the bad guys were your cookie cutter bad guys, and the girl was cool when she was doing all her little flips and tricks and whatever. Uh, I, I did like the movie, by the way. Um, it, it was a bit odd, having seen so many X-Men movies at this point, to, and even Wolverine movies, to now in this one, now we've got, uh, Professor X and Logan just dropping F-bombs left and right. Yeah. And it was funny, but I'm like, what? All of a sudden you guys are doing that. Where were you guys? Why weren't you guys doing that in the other movies? And it, that's a nitpicky thing. Like now you guys are, but you know, like a movie before you weren't. Well, it's I know movie. You, it's not them. <laughs> I know, I know, but it just it was it was kind of odd hearing Professor X swear. Not that I care, but yeah, well, whatever. But it was. I mean, and then then the end with the the kids in the treehouse thing. Like, all right, that's cool. It's like let's, here comes the big battle with the remaining mutants and the the bad pro wrestler looking army dudes. <laughs> I, uh, there was a there there, there, there was punchy, a deleted scene. There were gut punchy things in there that were not as focused on, I think. And so for the, more the, like the comic book dork people, we're the ones that get gut punched. Like Professor X killed the X Men. Yeah, you know, like holy shit, that's crazy. And at the end, when Logan is looking up and he's got claws in him and he's being dragged. That's the look on his face is like of kind of horror, but this is what so many other people have felt at his hands. That's why it was so interesting that they picked the villain doppelganger thing that they did to, to finish him, him because yeah. now he got to feel what all those probably thousands of people he's killed have felt. And then to have it at the very end where he's like, so this is what it feels. I don't know. It just, it was like, that was, wow. No, that's that's interesting. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really think about that. That's, that's a good point. Uh, there was a deleted scene. I watched the deleted scenes and most of them were deleted scenes for a reason, but there was one where one of the mutant children in the end has a, a, a thing that he does to uh, one of the soldiers that was pretty cool. I'm like, why would you cut that out? That was a pretty cool, gory death. And yeah, I'm, there was plenty of other ones. So they, they were like, they, I would imagine they were like, well, we have to cut something out here because there's too much. Let's cut this one here up. But it was pretty cool what they what they did. But it was a good movie. I liked it. I, I'll watch it again at some point. My wife was actually like, why are you watching this without me? I'm like, I don't think this is a you movie. Yeah. Uh, and then in so, the end when she turns the cross to an X, uh, that was another moment oh. where I was like, I was like, why did I never think to, to do that? You know what I mean? Why didn't I even, I didn't even put that together. Wow. I feel <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't even put that together. Wow. I feel Oh, I feel old like Logan or something. <laughs> you're, oh, now you're grumpy drunk. <laughs> yeah. Gr- <laughs> oh, was he grumpy drunk? Wow. Well, he um, felt like crap. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And he had to deal oh, and with, what, and he had to deal with the professor who's a pain in the ass who killed yeah. all of his friends and, um, Oh, what was the other thing? Mutant Baldy guy. Yeah. Who can't be in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they, they were introduced to the family in the farmhouse, I'm like, oh, oh this is not going yeah. to go good. <laughs> dead, dead, dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice seeing you, Eric LaSalle from, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, ER. 
Uh, yeah. All in all, it was good. Um, it wasn't my favorite superhero movie, but it's kind of middle of the pack. I mean, up, a little bit upper level of the pack. It uh, plays differently me. if you sit down and watch a bunch of them in a row. You know what I mean? If I you, can believe if you that. hang out yeah. with Logan for, even if you just do the standalone movies, which I think are fine. X-Men yeah. Origins probably being the lowest of them, but I still like that movie, uh, even though most people don't. If you just watch that as a trilogy, it really is heartbreaking at some some parts of it. That, uh, yeah, because that one there, the first one was where his wife dies, right? Uh, it's, uh, no. Yes. I mean, the, it was fake, but yes. Yeah. Like a woman. Yeah. But that's the one where it gives him all the history of, you know, he's been doing this since the 1800s. Yeah. So you get to follow along the timeline through, through that, time, yeah. and then you get to the very end in the future. <laughs> Especially after in the last X-Men, or the two X-Men ago, he just reset the timeline to make everything happy again. And then you think, oh, doesn't matter. Professor's going to kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway. Yeah. But that's just, I understand why you're, how on it. That's comic book dork getting worked up, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, and then on the flip side, you know, that cure for wellness, it's the horror movie dork. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Face ripping scene. Thumbs up. <laughs> oh, that was great and slimy. Yep. I loved it. Almost like a V uh, type mm. lizard type thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Let me get, uh, where, where are we at time wise? Oh, we're okay. Godzilla, Planet of the Monsters, part one is what I'm going to call this. This is the animated thing? Yes, I was very okay. confused by the what Netflix did. They really, really confused me. Because after uh, Dare, uh, Devil Man Crybaby, I was like, oh, I'm in an anime mood. I want to watch another anime. And then the Godzilla thing popped up. I was like, sweet. I thought it was a TV series because it's in TV shows. And uh, it was listed season one, episode one. So I hit play. And after about an hour and 20 minutes, I was like, how long is this first episode, Judas? And it was like an hour and 40 minutes or something. I was like, okay, so that's not unusual, too, for, like, Netflix original stuff to have different times on their episodes and usually start off with a long one. Okay. So I watched the whole thing, and it ends, like, the first act of the story. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's see what's on the next episode. No more episodes. What? So apparently they released this as a movie, and it's going to be part of a trilogy or something, uh, eventually, but as it is, it's one movie-length episode, and I think they've changed it since on Netflix to just be part Planet of the Monsters Part 1 or something. Okay. <laughs> and there he goes. Hey, while he's going, let's talk about Split Second, starring Rutger Hauer and Kim Cattrall. Let's talk about this movie, because it's in a post-apocalyptic 2008, where uh, London is flooded, and things are happening, and there's a creature that he's shooting with big guns, um, and it's kind of lame, but kind of cool, and every time I watch it, I think the same thing, like... I think I like this. And then halfway through, I'm like, no, I don't really. And then by the end of the credits, I'm like, yeah, that, that was good. But, uh, Rutger Hauer, folks, he's, he's pretty cool. And in split second, he's decent. But check it out. 2008 was, uh, when it was set, but it was, direct, it was, uh, made in 1992. And, uh, and there I snuck in a review. <laughs> well, I'm going to back up yet again because they've been making so much noise. 
apparently this was released as a movie over in Japan, Asia, or whatever, and it's like a part one of maybe a trilogy, and that's really what it feels like. And as it is, I enjoyed it. I was very disappointed that there wasn't more. I couldn't just keep going and find out what the next part of the story was. I really like the story that they have set up here. It's very unique for a Godzilla movie in that Godzilla is tearing up so much shit on Earth that they decide, that, like, they are abandoning the planet because they can't kill him. Like, they've de- also decimated half the planet by trying to blow him up with a bunch of nukes and crap. So they get in spaceships and are going to fly off to try and find another planet. And then years later, they decide, we need to try and go back and see what's going on there. Maybe we can go back and rehabitate Earth. So they go through wormhole thing again, and when they get back, they find that they're like, okay, how many years have passed? Because time moves differently and when you travel through wormholes and yada, yada, yada. And it was like 20,000 years or something. Oh, cool. So nature had taken over, the, has taken over the planet again, much like uh, after Earth. Okay. And there's mm-hmm. all these new creatures and dragons and craziness. And they sounds really good. Godzilla is still here, just stomping around being a badass. Uh, and they go to war with him. And then credits, because we don't know where we're going next. It's only part one. Uh, it was entertaining. It's a little slow in parts. There, That middle section there, it's, we get chatty and talky, and it's like, let's go, come on, where's this going? But I would have viewed it a little differently knowing that it's a part one movie of a trilogy than what I thought it was going to be an episodic thing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I give a thumbs up, and I will watch more when it comes out, eventually. Uh, I don't know when, but sometime. Okay. Now, just curious, I'm not sure how many more movies we're going to review, but I was ready to hit play last night on uh, The Mountain Between Us, and I, I, I saw that it had been viewed, so I'm assuming that you watched it. Nope. No, not me. I have no interest in that movie. Wow. Then someone else <laughs> might have my account. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh-huh. isn't that a? I don't. Even, I don't even know what that movie is. I, I, Edris Selba and I, well, uh, I saw the cover and I'm like, yeah. it looks like a romantic drama or something. That is so bizarro. Like literally, who watched that? Well, I'm trying to think. I don't. I can't tell you offhand what I was watching last night when I fell asleep on the couch. I think it was just watching cooking shows. But Voodoo doesn't have an autoplay thing, does it? Like, if you're watching one thing, it doesn't just start playing the next. It just stops. I Yeah, unless by accident I hit play on it and I didn't turn the, the system off. I, I, it what could mean? be anything. Yeah, because I was like, mean? ooh, I'm curious as to what you're going to think about that movie. But Which surprised me. I'm like, hey, you must have watched that with with your wife. Uh, no. Nope. No. <laughs> oh, I was, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear his review. But no, never sorry. mind. <laughs> The mountain of, yeah, I don't even know what that movie between. is. <laughs> oh, there's a plane crash, and they're stuck on it, and then they have feelings for each other. It's it's yeah, a huge movie. You let me know how that is, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm good. Uh, uh, the the trailer looked okay. I was like, um, I maybe it's just a hint of the gray, which it probably will not be anything like the gray. But here's the hoping. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. I a cure for wellness. What does that title mean? Because I've thought about it for days, and I can't come around on what that means. I I assume that was it's making people worse, like what this doctor is doing to people. It's making them worse. So it's a cure for your good, and we're going to kill you. A cure for wellness. 
That's all right. I don't know. All right. Maybe accept, a little... I accept your answer. Move on to the next okay. round. Okay. <laughs> so I've got two different movies that I'm trying to decide which one to talk about. One is a big theatrical movie, and then the other one is one of the, the Eugene movies. <laughs> well, I'm going out on a high note. I'm going to talk okay. about what I watched last night. I have to. I already teased it, kind of. Okay. Then I'm not going to go out on a mediocre ner- on a mediocre note, I'm going to go out on a bit more of a, yeah, mediocre, whatever, well, let's, however. let's talk about the ones we were talking about last night we're, that we watched. Um, what the hell? Oh, yeah. What was I watching last night? I was drunk. I don't remember. Okay. I literally did not remember. The, I, well, we I was talked not about it at the dis- beginning of the show, so I figured we should probably, oh, and, get, yeah. we were teasing it at the beginning of the show. Uh, I figured we should at least. Yeah, hit those. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Okay. And hey, I haven't, I've never talked about this movie on our show before ever, so it's going to be a surprise oh. for people. Buckle Said up, people. Me. It's going to be a long, in-depth review. <laughs> oh, and they're like, that movie again? Yes, folks, that movie again. Oh, I guess it's, it is my turn. <laughs> what year did it come out? Uh, it came out in 2013. Okay. We're talking about the Evil Dead remake, right? Yes, we are. Yes. Uh, so this is yet another viewing of this movie. Uh, I've watched it t- countless times, the, uh, the theatrical version. I've watched it one other time, the uh, extended cut, I guess you could say. I don't think it's considered a director's cut. It's more of an extended cut. Watch the extended cut again, and it, um, it, I, I, I still think it plays better than the R-rated version does, just because... There's a little bit more character interactions, and there's a little bit more gore. Uh, I think there's one scene in particular in the movie that doesn't quite work because they kind of repeat themselves. So I got why they cut this one part out. Uh, but otherwise, man, the like the tongue-cutting scene is more gruesome. There's a couple more, even not necessarily gory scenes, but more creepy scenes that were put back in uh, that that just work. And I love this movie. I've... I just love this movie. Of all of the remakes since, I would say maybe like Dawn of the Dead in 2004, I think this one here is the best. This is probably the best of the classic remakes uh, that I've seen. And it still holds up on its own. This could, you know, wouldn't have even had to have been an Evil Dead movie, although it, it helps. It's it's basically an updated version of of the classic, but it's so so mean-spirited and so violent and gory. It's every time I watch it, I'm like, even the R-rated version, I'm like, how did this thing get an R rating? It's so, so mean. Uh, so anyway, I, I still stand by my review. And this is one of those where it's weird to say this, but, uh, if I've had a particularly shitty day, I'm like, yep, let's pick this movie out. And it's just odd that I would go to a movie like this, but it's, it's a great feel-bad movie for me. Yay! Anyway, thumbs up. I love it. I think it's a great calling card for uh, Fetty Alvarez, which he did Don't Breathe after this. I think this is superior to that, but this, I think, solidifies him as a as a really good director that's, I think, going to get bigger and bigger uh, gigs. I hope. I would yeah. love to see him kind of go the way of Peter Jackson and like see what he can do with a huge budget movie because he's a really, really good director. Yeah. Well... I've watched, they are relentlessly mean spirited, both this and, um, uh, don't breathe. Yeah, don't breathe. Yeah. And uh, almost oppressively. So I've only watched, I watched the Evil Dead remake twice, and I only watched Don't Breathe once. I I do hope he keeps getting 
good gigs, big gigs. I, I'll still watch them, but I'm not like super hard up for rewatchings. Really, just yeah. because of how. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a bad day. You want to come home and watch more bad. I, I have a bad day, and I want to come home like, oh, just take me away from this world. Yeah. Like, so I you know, watch superheroes flying around and Star yeah. Wars and impossible shit. So. I think it's like for me, it's like the practical effect. I like this movie here excels so well at mainly practical effects, in which is you don't get to see that much in this day and age. So I I appreciate that they really went for it. They made a they made a really really gory big movie without the need of barely any CGI and I, I really like that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Whatever. Yeah, I know. You know it's yeah. fun. So, and also I do like the fact that they had a good reason to be at the cabin, which that was one of my concerns going into this movie. It's like, this is not 1980 anymore where no one has cell phones. No one has a way of communicating with the outside world. They had a reason to be here and they were legitimately, you know, after it's like, okay, now things are getting pretty bad. Now let's bail. And at that point, now they legitimately could not bail because things were, you know, shit was flying off the rails at that point. But I'm like, okay, I get it. You're at the cabin. Even if she she's kicking the drug habit and even if she goes crazy, we're not leaving until this is done. So I'm like, I get it. I, that's, your, that's your logic and we're not going to abandon even when things start to go kind of weird. Uh, and by the time it gets full on... The river is flooded and your cars are junk. You're you're trapped. So I thought that was cool. Good way to to not like just get just go get out of the cabin. Go somewhere else. So they couldn't. Yeah. The only but, question left to ask is when are you going to re-edit the third act of that movie with Slayer in it? Exactly. Please, someone. <laughs> Please. And that would be oh, that would have been awesome. Even and I think that was an issue that you had. Did you have an issue with that as well? The end of the movie where the demon lady thing comes up out of the bloody mud water stuff and stuff like i'm like was, i wanted a huge big badass yeah, creature yeah I, I thought that was a lost opportunity there and it it also made it kind of confusing because it was like wait why is it her yeah why, yeah uh, huh like yeah whatever it's, i was expecting like like the original evil even evil dead 2 like there was big creatures in those movies i would i wanted to see something crazy stop motion and you know it, oatmeal honestly, coming it out it had to have been too crazy just not be her. It made it confusing. Yeah. It could have just been a creature that's, um, like the, uh, ah, what is the name of that movie? Uh, it's an old seventies movie that you had me watch with that creepy weird dude in it. The mommy, mommy, uh, whatever. Uh, remember how those, um, monks looked in that movie? Oh yes. Night, yes. It could have just Nights been something of, like that. That would have been awesome. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Those were creepy. Yeah. Just something like that. I mean, I, I think uh, us horror people would have been like, I accept that. It's just some demon from hell thing. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, and there was also in this version, there's a little bit more of the book and you get to see a little bit more. It almost like the glimpses that you see of the book, it explains a little bit what's actually happening and why things are happening in the movie. And it's just, it's a great movie for, yeah. for me being the horror freak. I love it. Yep. That's it I for this week. Okay, uh, and for me, one last review, the amazing thing that I watched last night, and I've talked about it before, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. The Hunt for Red October. Mm, this movie is still a 10 out of 10, and definitely deserves its spot on my top 100 list. Wow, this movie. Uh, every time I watch it, I fall in love and, again, whisked away to a magical world of Cold War 80s submarine... British or Irish, Scottish Sean Connery playing a Russian. I, it's strange, but whatever. Um, 
it the movie is so amazing and has so many uh, great spy layers in there without being too confusing but if you really delve into all of the layers that are going on it's just really fascinating the score is incredible it's shot incredible the blu-ray transfer though i was surprised it's pretty gritty it doesn't look that much better than my dvd and it's just a 5-1 dts track i think yeah, I, I believe you're right. Yep. I, so at some point, there needs to be a legit Blu-ray cleanup of that movie, or maybe they've put out another one that I don't know about. I don't movie. think they have. Wow. I mean, I think, like, packaging-wise, I think, but, yeah, that one there is in need. That's an older Blu-ray that could use a fresh scan. Yeah. it And it's you can tell. It's still awesome to watch, and it's at least high DVD quality, but it's, it's still, oh, you can see quite a bit of grit in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's, it's, uh, where did that movie. guy go? Where where did he go wrong? What happened to him? That director. Oh yeah, like was that Predator director? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Man, he made some great movies in the eighties. Wait a minute, or was it Die Hard? Hold or on. both? Or both? Mc, McTiernan, right? Yeah, it was McTiernan. I could be wrong. Maybe he didn't do uh, Predator, but yeah, he was. I mean. Let's see, Die Hard was 87. Wasn't this like 1990, maybe? This was 90. Yeah, and I'm looking it up here. Uh, John McTiernan. And he also did Die Hard and Predator. Nice. And Last Action Hero and Rollerball and oh. Basic. Oh. And The 13th <laughs> Warrior and Die Hard with a Vengeance and Medicine Man. <laughs> Medicine Man, who... That was Sean Connery. Oh, oh, that one. I believe that was a bit boring. And Nomads. Oh, that's the uh, Pierce Brosnan movie? Yeah. Huh. What a... It just that's interesting, yeah. yeah. And the first time I watched Hunt for Red October was in the theater with my parents, and this was back when I was probably like 15 or 16 when it came out. Completely lost. Like, where's the action? This is talky, I, what's going on? And I literally, I did not watch that movie for, I think you were the one that finally talked me into mm-hmm. giving it a rewatch. I'm like, oh, that movie was kind of boring and talky. That movie is so good. By far the best of the Jack Ryan series. Oh, yeah. Well, he has 12 credits to his name. The last thing he did was in 2003 was Basic. And he's got, well, Untitled John McTiernan Project, but I mean, come on. Thomas Crown Affair. I liked that remake. That was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So I rewatched it again last night because I got the Blu-ray Steelbook for like two bucks at a salvage or a thrift store thing. It's like, yeah, I'll upgrade that for two bucks. And oh, it's it's just so epic. I love that movie. Yeah. Fantastic. It is. And it holds up to this day, even though, you know, some of the technology is a bit dated. It's still the story is it's just the script is so good. What makes it all the acting? It's good. (laughs) It's good. Uh, All right. We got to wrap this up. My kids are being so loud. Uh, It's just, this is becoming a waste of time. A complete Slayer concert over there right now. (laughs) It is. I can't understand anything anybody's saying. Um, Just noise. Yeah. Kids are raining in blood. (laughs) Oh, perfect. And I'm getting angry. So movie freaks. Yes. (laughs) All right, man. I'll see you next week. All right. Till then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.